I was 22 when I graduated with my master's in social work. I was so nervous after I graduated because I was thinking like, hey, now I'm a social worker. People are going to be coming to me for advice or expecting me to be this fountain of wisdom and knowledge and I'm 22. I have the lived experiences of a 22-year-old and some awesome education, but am I a sage full of wisdom ready to give advice to anyone who comes to me? In my first job, I worked in a dialysis clinic and my insecurities about my youthfulness really came up in the beginning. And that is because I think that for patients who have been in the system for a while, they come to expect a certain type for a social worker. They expect a middle-aged woman who is knowledgeable, maternal. It's a certain type they've come to expect. And then they see this young 22-year-old, fresh and peppy, and they're confused. So when I first started, I remember I had patients who would say to me, you're so young. What can, what do you know? And I remember how triggering that was for me because I was thinking like, yeah, like what do I know? It was really, it was hard, right? It's hard when somebody brings up something that's already your insecurity, right? It's like, I don't know if that ever comes up for you, like in any other circumstances in life where it's like extra hard if it's something you're already feeling bad about. As time passed and as I began my clinical training, so I got supervision outside of my job as a dial, in the dialysis clinic with an awesome supervisor who really helped me hone my clinical skills. So like that's the therapy side of things, the understanding who I am in the context of my relationships with my clients and patients. And as I developed professionally, I began to realize a few different things. First of all, (laughs) in reaction to the stuff with my patients who were doubting me, I realized that if I was confident, then that would be the best way to, I guess, diffuse those doubts that they would have. So for example, a few years in, and I would have a new patient who would say, you're so young, what do you know? What did I say? I said, let's try working together and why don't you see what I can do for you? And so that's a kind of response that comes with confidence of realizing that I know what I'm doing and it's okay if they have a certain expectation or whatever. And when it comes to the knowledge thing and about the advice piece, that was probably the most important thing that I learned as I got into the field, as I continued my clinical training. I don't give advice. <laughs> That's not the jo- the role of a social worker, of a therapist, right? So when I think about it from the therapy side of things, no one's coming to me for some sage advice, like, here's my dilemma, what do I do? How do I change my life? No, my job is to help guide somebody to the decision that makes the most sense for them. So yes, I do need the skills 
to help some uh, help effectively guide people to make decisions and to navigate tricky situations yes but i don't need to give them the answer not only because like from the principle of it like oh i won't tell you what to do that's not it it's because effective and true change happens for people when they have ownership of their decisions not when they just like come to a therapist and say hey i'm in this really rough relationship should i stay or should i leave and then they say leave the relationship okay, life changed? No, that's not how great and big changes occur. Real and true change within a person's life occur when they have ownership and they make that decision. They have that sense of personal agency. And so it was a thrilling (laughs) realization that I don't need to know how to make decisions for people. What I need to know and what I need to continue to practice and encourage is helping people figure out what decision is best for them and empowering them to make that decision and empowering them to take ownership of their circumstances. And so when you think about it that way, age doesn't really factor in on my end. Because it's not about, oh, well, I can say from my experience of 30 years that I've seen couples or I've seen people do blah, blah, blah in this situation. No, I don't need to say that. It's about that person and figuring, helping them, guiding them to figure out what's right for them at the time that's right for them. And so that's been an amazing <laughs> Um, realization in my professional development, like I said. Um, And still now, you know, I still, even though I'm no longer 22, I am now 30, I have a young look. And so people still think I'm 22. (laughs) And so it is quite interesting to kind of encounter people's assumptions about me based on what how old they think I am and how experienced they think I am and so this is how I think of it so let's say people meet me they think I'm 22 I feel like it's a superpower like it's kind of like knowing Spanish and no one thinks you know Spanish and so they speak in front of you in Spanish and you secretly understand that's what it's like to look super young but have professional experience, personal experience, and maturity that's not expected. So it's more like fun to see how it plays out. And so like I don't feel a need to prove myself to somebody and like they meet me and they think I'm young and I don't feel the need to just start spouting off my experiences. If I did, then that would, I think, be a manifestation of insecurity If I felt the need to just start saying, oh, well, I've been in the field for this amount of years and blah, blah, blah. No, I don't feel that. When you're confident in yourself and in your experiences, you do not feel the need to prove yourself to people. You're you're comfortable allowing the circumstances and the situation and the encounter to play out naturally where 
your expertise will come out in a natural way. So for me, that's how I feel when I am, let's say, working with new students because I work in a social work school or a new client. I am comfortable letting them recognize my expertise at maybe a slower rate. I don't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm young. I need to quickly make sure they realize that I've been in the field for eight years. No, not at all. <laughs> so it's, it's been an interesting journey. And a lot, you know, obviously, if you can tell, a lot of self-exploration, I guess, and thought in regard to how I make meaning of this, my young look in the context of my profession, right? Um, in a non-professional sense, it's like been kind of fun. So for example, when I was pregnant, <laughs> I guess close to three years ago, two and a half years ago, it was, it was really fun for me when people would say, oh, it's so sweet. This is your first? And just assume it was my first. And like I got to like smirk and be like, yeah, it's my fourth. And they'd be like, what? Your fourth? They couldn't handle it. And like, I don't know. I guess I kind of get a kick out of it. Maybe, maybe that's, I don't know. That's just my personality. I don't know. It's just super, I, I kind of like, it, it's fun. Once you know what someone's expectations are, like, and you start to see a pattern in people's reactions, like, Instead of it, that being triggering, when you have that confidence, like I'm saying, it becomes, it. you're able to quietly kind of sit back, watch it unfold, and not feel triggered, not feel insecure, not feel worried. And, you know, like you're able to have that quiet confidence of letting things play out, like I said. And so thank you to this awesome audience of people who are willing to be on this journey with me um, as trying different things out to see what is appropriate for the podcast world, which I guess is really just whatever um, I, for my podcast, I guess it's whatever I want to talk about that's what's appropriate. But I'm um, just trying different things out. So thanks for bearing with me. I know that the first few episodes are kind of a lot of trial and error and getting used to talking, monologuing to myself at first until you listen to it. It's to myself. <laughs> so I, I'm very appreciative if you've kind of stuck around to listen to this and hear me out. Um, I am excited for what the future topics might be and I just I just wanted to say thank you <laughs> um, and oh yeah this is a little Q&A that I will allow for so if at the beginning of this episode you were thinking how in the universe did she get her master's degree at 22 I will tell you so my birthday is in October and so I graduated from high school when I was still 17 so like I was at the younger end of my class. Then I did undergrad in three years because I overloaded credits. I would do some semesters. I did 21 credits a semester, which I know is crazy, but I did it. And so then add three years to 17 and I graduated at 20. 
Then I started my master's program, which was a two-year program, and I graduated at 22. Ta-da! That's the math of how that happened. (laughs) Okay, thank you for listening to Hope While You Cope with Sarah. And I am excited for next time. Take care. And with any feedback or questions or anything, feel free to email me at hopewhileyoucope at gmail.com. All right. Bye.